What's going on everybody? Thad here, back for season two of Punk Mouth Radio. I hope you guys have had a wonderful holiday season with your family and friends and surrounded by good music. Uh, we just had Support Your Local Scene Volume 2 a couple weeks ago at The Nest in Brooklyn. It was an astounding success. We had amazing performances by Rochambeau, A Blue Ribbon, AB, and of course, headlining their second show ever, Calor. And I cannot be more proud of everybody involved with getting the show together. And I'm very much looking forward to the next one. To start things off on the new season of the show, not to mention powered by the Nerd Corpse Network, by my good friends uh, Brad and Raul. Shout out to you guys for bringing me onto this network. I cannot be more excited to join forces and help make this podcast the best I know it can be. Um, we're starting off the new year with Orange County's own Six Stories Told. How are you guys doing tonight? We're doing well, man. We're at the venue for our show tonight, just hanging out and talking to you. Awesome. I cannot wait for your new EP coming next week, which is pretty darn soon. Like, I, I, I'm just in this mindset of, like, you know, January just started, and I'm like, wait, January is almost halfway done. And, like, it's crazy how time, how fast time goes, but, um, I can't... We try to, we try to say that time does not exist. Yeah. It's a, it's a social concept. It's, it's just a way of, uh, measuring how long things take to actually happen but in reality that doesn't really mean much but yeah I'm we, super... we, start, we start the new year off right um we've had the songs ready for a few weeks so um thought we'd wait to the new year and um hopefully give everybody um maybe the first new music that they're that they like of 2019 i think it'll be a i think it's a good strategy in terms of releasing and i i know that you guys have been working on this EP for a long time. So well, well, not stalling any further, let's jump into things. What what was the writing process like of writing these new set of songs? Um, it was really interesting because we really wanted to separate ourselves from the music that we have out already. Right. Um, we really feel like we've come a, a bit of a ways since then and it was a, a different mindset because we had to say we want to stay true to who we are as six stories told, but also uh, come into our own and and find what our sound is and, and where we want it to go. And uh, Adam is really creative. So bringing him into the band in the process was, I think, the solidifying factor in uh where we went musically so tyler adam and i sometimes we sat down sometimes it was over facetime or uh, sending each other voice memos but we really took our time and there were a bunch of uh tracks and songs that didn't really make the cut because we wanted to be as uh meticulous as possible right yeah and i feel like you know it's kind of like choosing your favorite kid when you love all your kids equally which is something a lot of bands have to go through when they're making a sophomore EP record, whatever you want to call it. You really want it to showcase your best work and your your best foot forward and the definitive sound of what is Six Stories Told. And I feel like this EP is definitely going to do that. So while we're on the subject of 
discovering sound, what were there any records or artists that really inspired you in that journey? Um, I wouldn't say um, there was one in particular, but um, you know, Epilogue, our first EP came out in 2015, and um, all that all those songs were actually recorded before I joined the band. So as Joanna said, I think bringing me in a new a new person and and the times and we're in 2019 now uh the songs were finished in 2018 so over those like three or four years music changed and um we not only tried to keep up with the times as things were changing but we also tried to say you know predict kind of what's coming next and and how we can be newer than the newest in a way and set a tone for other people so you'll hear um other influence so there's some more there's some more electronic stuff in there but it's also we have some of our i think some of our, our most electronic parts and also some of our most rock parts we've ever done and oftentimes they come out in the same song so it's a, a really fun mix i think a lot of people can like regardless of um, kind of what genre they're into yeah piggybacking off of adam um as he said him coming in was like a fresh look and you know i feel like when we we're writing in the past it was okay what what do people want to hear what do we think people will like and now it's just like okay no what music feels good for us what what do we feel proud putting out and we've been proud of all of our music but it's just a more mature outlook because i mean we're we're in a mature state now we're we're older than we were we've done more touring we've been exposed to a lot more music and i feel like we have more diversity in in that outlook of just saying you know rather than saying oh we need to be pop and pop sounds like this we kind of were able to remove that box and, and just kind of make music rather than music for a specific genre. I totally get that. And I also feel that like, that's sort of the mindset of a lot of bands, not even just local bands right now, but lo- a lot of bigger national touring acts, bigger mainstream bands that are, you know, clearly eliminating the line that is genre, that is separating one type of music from another. I mean, you've got bands like Paramore to doing a total 180 and putting out a phenomenal record like After Laughter. You got Bring Me the Horizon, who was mainly metalcore and deathcore, and now they're venturing into pop. So props to you guys for really, you know, making that bold move to go not where many artists are choosing to go, but also where a lot of people are deciding to go in terms of just making music that they want to make because at the end of the day we're all artists and we all create things that not only speak to us but speak to everybody else and the uh i think definitely what you guys are doing here it's going to be one for the books for sure yeah thank you it's it's just um you know whether this band takes off and is the biggest thing in the world or whether we stay at the level we are, we have our like big boy and big girl jobs and music is our passion and that's where it really separates. And we would love to do this full time, but if we get to that point or we don't, we want to look back and just be able to be proud of what Six Stories Told is and, you know, everything we put out needs to be a reflection of us that we can years from now look back on and be proud of. Definitely. I totally agree. Was there any song that you've written either in the past or on the upcoming record that was the hardest to write? Um, ooh, okay. Hardest to write. I think they all took a long time in regards to like how I've written songs in the past. These took these took a while because they were very collaborative. 
and we often built a structure for this for each of these songs and then kind of came back to them and said how can these be the best and how can how can we evolve these and i think remember me was one of the most that's one from the new ep yeah (laughs) remember me is is on the new ep and that was one of the most strenuous songwriting processes it's something that we wrote the structure of the song and it felt like we had the song mostly done the first night we ever uh, came out with anything but it took me it, it took us months to really build it was really just a guitar and Joanna's vocal. and Yeah, we, had we to, sat down and wrote it with just an acoustic and us. So we had to decide how we were gonna, where we were going to take the instrumental and how we were going to take it to the next level. And, and, it, and it took a long time. And even after we have our what we think is the final product, once we go to the studio, the producers have new ideas of where to take it. And I think just watching the evolution of a song from um, a guitar and a voice to the final product, um, it's... It was a, it was a, it was months and months and months, and we're really we're really proud of that pro- of that product. So I think, and that and that's a similar theme with the other songs as well. But um, that process stuck sticks out to me. Right. I think you know there are times where you can write a song and five minutes later it's just done, and that's that. But um, we really didn't have that process with this new EP, just for the fact of. Uh, like I said, we were so meticulous. So we had the first draft maybe written in. 10 minutes for one song or an hour for the other, but then we would go back and there would be three or four drafts of these songs before it really felt like it was finished. So I think overall, this new EP was the hardest writing process because rather than any one of us being like, oh, I'm going to go home and write an entire song myself, we really wanted it to be like, the band members working together and Adam was so good about being like, Hey Joe, I had this idea. Here's this voice memo. And then I would send him voice memos back. So it was a a long process, but um, I don't know that I would say hard so much as just time consuming and, and really having each member have to be accountable for like getting back to the other and making sure that it was in the end, exactly what we wanted. Right. I feel like there's a lot of good that comes with collaborative writing efforts because it's not, like you said, it's not just one member going home to do, to write a song or write part of a song, get feedback from the other member. It's more of really emphasizing on the teamwork aspect of being in a band because at the end of the day, you guys are all in this together and you are working together to make something not only that it will benefit you guys but benefit what you guys are doing as a whole which is something really important and i'm really glad you guys are doing the more collaborative effort instead of just going solo by solo which is awesome and being that you guys have a new sound on this ep was there anything that you set out to do specifically on this record that you didn't get to do on the first one i guess with the first one um You know, for a few songs, we were working with a specific producer who had an idea of what band we were in mind. And it was, you know, we were trying to ride it out and feel it out, but I don't think it was who we thought we were. Um, And I think as much as we still like, you'll hear it and you'll hear my voice and you'll say, oh, this is six stories told. But with this one, like no one was really pressuring us in any direction. It was it was fully just us and i i guess that's all i could really say from the difference for the first to the second is 
you know, we love the music from the first and we love the music from the second. And the first EP brought us to where we are today. But I truly feel that with this one, there was no outside pressure of who to be. I totally understand that because working here with the producer, you have somebody in the room telling you, oh, no, wait, do this a bit more. Oh, no, wait, do that a bit more. Tweak the certain things around. And as good as it is to have a producer, to have somebody that has an extensive uh, music composition knowledge to give you pointers, I feel like ultimately there's something lost within the actual art of making music when you have a sort of outside opinion. Try to It's kind of like vying for somebody else's validation on something that you're creating yourself and that kind of takes away from the whole aspect of creating something that is a work of art in the first place but kudos to you guys again because i feel like the way you guys have already approached this record just from hearing about it over this podcast i feel like it's probably going to be your best work yet and um, thank you that no means problem. a lot but yeah as you said you know there's We've worked with a bunch of producers and all are great in their own rights. But um, for this new EP, we worked with the Squalanti brothers and we just got to shout them out because they were so great about, you know, offering input without pushing it um, and saying, you know, uh, would you guys be open to this here or that there without really, um, you know, forcing an opinion? And you're right. You know, if you play a song for your mom and your mom hates it, that's going to affect how you feel about it. So you don't want you know, anything in the music making process to give you like a negative outlook or even like a, a false positive on what you're writing. You need to be brutally honest. So it was great to be um, through going through the production process with people who were uh, knowledgeable, but not not forcing their opinions so that it changed our mind on how we felt about the finished product. And they didn't want us to set, they didn't try to make us sound like anybody else or sound more like something. They just wanted us to sound like the best versions of ourselves. And that's what we wanted coming into the TP. Right. Which is totally important. And I, I feel like, you know, there needs to be more of that. More like, there needs to be more of a encouragement to not sound like everything you hear, whether it be on the TV or the radio, but sound more of what you want your music to sound like, which is important. Switching up the whole feel of the conversation here, what are your favorite late night snacks or favorite foods? Oh, okay. So I'm 100% like there's no contest to it. I'm an ice cream person. I can give up anything else. Like I will give up any savory food, anything. I would give up candy for the rest of my life, but I cannot give up ice cream. It's just my thing. But I have found dairy-free options, which are amazing. And, uh, but I would say, you know, ice cream is my go-to late night, like guilty pleasure. Yeah, Joanna and I are on the same page with this. <laughs> yeah. uh, ice cream, if you can get some dairy-free, so you don't, you don't feel too bad inside. Uh, that is the clutchest at night. What about uh, favorite flavors of ice cream? Me personally, I like cookies and cream. Uh, Joanna can't have cookies and cream. Yeah. <laughs> <Aww>. <laughs> I That's that. a bummer. Um, I used to really, really, really love, uh, there was a Ben and Jerry's flavor called Half Baked. And then a few mm. years ago, I found out that I have celiac disease. Um, so that's a no-no for me. Um, I really just, my go-to is anything chocolate. Um, if there's a mix of something chocolate and peanut butter, that's where I'm at. Oh, yeah, yeah, anything with anything with peanut butter is is, is what I'm gonna flock to. 
peanut butter is great. I can like literally eat an entire jar of peanut butter with the. <laughs> oh yeah, and there and there's so many like new like high protein, lower calorie ice creams that like. As I'm getting older, I'm watching my figure, man. Like, there's like a lot more Adam's options. Adam's a model and beautiful. Yeah, so. the, the ice cream world is coming a long way. So, it's changing as much as music is changing, and it's it goes to <laughs> show everything good, changes. That's a good connection. Right you're, there. Yeah, you're on. You're on to something right now. I just observe everything, and it's like, wait a second, ice cream and music are changing at the same time. <laughs> Maybe that could be, you know, a future endeavor that with every song on an EP, you come up yeah. with a new ice cream flavor. You just need a, <laughs> uh, you just need an entire podcast about about the similar, the comparing and contrasting of ice cream. Music. I need a podcast about a lot of things. Seriously, <laughs> that's fair. <laughs> Got any favorite TV shows or or things you've watched on Netflix? So I just finished um, Haunting of Hill House. I've heard a lot about that. Is it yeah. good? It was, you know what? It was, I'm super, so I'm super into scary movies. Like when they come out, I'm the first in the theater to see them. And I know that's like, some people think that's terrible. And it probably is because I'm afraid of the dark. Um, (laughs) So I'm the first to get afraid of scary movies, but I love seeing them. So watching the series was funny because it was me alone in the dark in my apartment with some wine. And, you know, it probably made it scarier. But it was it was really really good, and I cried and I, I I laughed at certain points. But it was it was a really good one. And I'm a big uh, Black Mirror fan, so I, I watched Bandersnatch the other day, and that was a lot of fun. Um, I haven't watched a lot of other series, but I saw um, Bohemian Rhapsody in theaters recently, and that was a, that was a lot of fun because I yeah the- that was a really good movie. Yeah, it was fun. It was uh, it was visually very. I feel like I'm so behind on like the movie scene because I haven't gotten to see that or Star Is Born yet, and yeah. I've been wanting to see both for like months. So I like to see a Star. I haven't seen a Star Is Born, but I've heard very good things about that. But Bohemian Rhapsody is there's a weird connotation that comes along with the biopic films because it's like it's either a hundred percent true or a hundred percent inaccurate to the uh, person's life that that they're depicting. But I feel like. In terms of Freddie Mercury, Freddie Mercury and the whole Queen aspect of everything, Bohemian Rhapsody is pretty on point. Yeah, I saw a side by side of Freddie and then uh, like Freddie's actual performance of somebody to love, and then the scene from the movie, and they were like spot on. Mm-hmm. Which is totally, which can totally be appreciated in in a lot of aspects, not even in just movies. But um, I haven't seen Bandersnatch yet because I'm like. Thing, I, I have a weird relationship with Black Mirror. It's like I can watch something and like it'll it won't affect me. But Black Mirror, it, like it gets to me. And it's like I have like a three day readjustment period where it's kind of like hard <laughs> to like, you know. Yeah, it's weird, man. It's just like it, it's too because I hit things that are too real. I mean, I love I love Bandersnatch, but it didn't creep me out as much as um as some of the other stuff. The Bandersnatch is more about the experience, whereas other Black Mirror stuff, it's like I wouldn't say it messes with your mind. It just makes you it just makes you think. Yeah. And, about, and it's for somebody who overthinks, it makes me think too much. But um I, I'm See? definitely gonna ch- check it out as soon as I uh finish watching a bunch of other shows I've been watching on streaming services. Yeah, I feel like that's the issue. Everyone makes like a Netflix su- suggestion, but then you start watching one and then you get like ten other suggestions and you know, I just, I never, like, get to them. <laughs> yeah. It all depends on just taste, really. Like, some people just watch one specific thing. Some people watch everything. It's just, 
how the world works in a weird way. There's too much content out there. That's, Just give that's us all also, one show, and we can all watch it and discuss it. That's true. <laughs> but then you got to think of, like, people always won't watch that one show, and they're probably going to want to watch something else. So it's like you got to sort of appeal to the masses, but not necessarily um, appeal to one specific demographic. See, now I feel like you are relating Netflix to music, and you are just coming full circle, my man. Yeah, I, I, I do that a lot. It's, it's a habit. <laughs> Thad loves pop culture. Exactly. I do love pop culture. I love comic books and video games and music, and like those are my, like, my three favorite things. Speaking See, video of- games stopped for me after... You guys are going to be so upset, but after Nintendo 64, and oh, I was Mario games, but I, I never got past that except for like Super Smash Brothers. You got to play like me- you got to play like Super Smash Brothers Melee, you got to play some of the Zelda games, you got to play Of course, the Super Mario games are always a tentpole in gaming, but it's like there's so much out there and like I just recently got a PS4 back in September, so I obviously played Spider-Man and that was just a beautiful, beautiful superhero game. Probably the best. Yeah, it's played. a shame Ty- Tyler's not with us at the moment. He's the gamer. Joanna. And oh my I, god, he is such a gamer. Joanna and I are pretty much duds when it comes to the game. Yeah, world. no, the only gaming, the only recent game that I have played that I've like fell in love with was the Kingdom Hearts series. But I think that's more so because it was like a movie within a video game. But yeah, I I can't do Halo. I can't do like any of those call of duty games or whatever because once you make me control like my actions and the camera and everything at the same time i'm just like (laughs) (laughs) it's all a muscle memory it's like i was never really that good at first person shooters but it's like i got used to it the more i just like sort of familiarize myself with the mechanics of everything and like it just grew on me and now i play a lot of destiny and overwatch what We're was... definitely going to have to do a part two with Tyler because I'm sure the two of you could talk about video games for like hours. Definitely. I'm totally down for a part two. Uh, <laughs> what was the last movie you watched outside of like Netflix or anything of that spectrum? Oh, man. I mean, I saw, like I said, I saw Bohemian Rhapsody. But before that, I hadn't watched anything in a while. I saw Black Panther. Oh, such then, a good movie. That was amazing. I mean, that was I, I waited a while to see it. Um, just because I had a lot going on and it was, I mean, it was worth the wait. That was an incredible movie. And then I saw, um, the greatest showman, um, was probably what I saw before that. And that was also an amazing experience. Um, that's a really cool movie. And, um, uh, that is a great movie and the soundtrack's amazing. Yeah. Um, I couldn't sleep last night and wound up watching 10 things i hate about you at like three o'clock in the morning (laughs) what a classic that was the last one i watched was literally last night but um i mean yeah i'm if i'm like late at night gonna watch a movie i usually watch a movie that i know will make me happy but the the last one i saw in theaters was i think the greatest showman i don't get to go to the movie theaters a lot i'm a working girl you know I, I totally hear that. And the last movie I watched was the probably like the second movie I've seen more than once this year, aside from Avengers Infinity War and Black Panther. It was Spider-Man Into the Spider-Verse. And that 
like that I can't recommend that movie enough to anybody who's a fan of movies and yeah any... I tried to see that and it was sold out so that's when I ended up seeing Bohemian Rhapsody <laughs> dude if you have Honestly. time next week or whenever hopefully soon go see it it is right, by far the best animation I've ever seen in my life yeah I wanted to see it really bad and I mean what how many times do you go to a movie and get it sold out like that that, yeah, I feel like that never happened. Yeah, it's not, and it's not like it, it was like the day it came out or anything. Like, that's pretty rare. And that was sold out. Yeah, because it's that good. And I still have to see, uh, I still have to see Aquaman. I saw Bumblebee, which was awesome as well. And I feel like I that gets that a bad great, rep because, because it's like, it's the Transformers movie. And, you know, the past five have been so-so. But this one definitely was the best one. Yeah, I heard that. And doesn't have John does it have John Cena in it? It does, and he's actually a really good actor. And yeah. Haley Steinfeld, right? Yes, she is phenomenal. What a weird cast. She's just <laughs> killing the gamer right now. Yeah. She's great. She sings, she acts, like she she She's does hot. everything. That too. Um aerospace engineer, isn't she? No. I don't I'm think thinking so. of, I'm thinking of someone else. <laughs> Probably. <laughs> <laughs> Being that we're talking about, we, we mentioned work. What do you guys do outside of band life? Um, jo- Joanna owns a dance studio. That's right. <laughs> and so she runs her own business, which is dope. It's the first year, so it's very new. Yeah, so she's got a lot of time going I'm, to that. During the daytime, I am a preschool teacher. Oh, wow. And, yeah. and I am a research analyst for the Pennsylvania House of Representatives. Wow. And Tyler is a uh, grad student right now. Yeah, he's been going for like forensic science, biochemistry. He's really, really intelligent. <laughs> you guys are doing it all. Like da- like dance, preschooling, politics. Like that's so cool. And that's why we try to like, you know, we're so thankful that everyone has been so patient because I think the fans kind of understand and like that like we're real people too and we have a lot going on but we still find this love of music and we still find you know we have these crazy day jobs and then we're gigging on weekends we make it work because we love it that's the most important thing you know it's like I feel like a lot of us not even just people in the music industry but fans of any vernacular we often forget that the people that we really look up to and inspire that are on stage singing our favorite songs are humans as well and they have a lot of other things they do outside of music and it's really important to remember that you know they are humans and they have lives and jobs outside of what they do and other things to sort of like you know keep them as a sane human being right yeah, and we're we're happy to be transparent about it too. I feel like some other bands that might have normal jobs don't might not address that fact and, and, and focus very much in the public life just about their about their music. But I, I you know, we're we're uh we I ha- mean it would be great to be doing massive tours and, and making a living just doing this and I, I think we would all love that. But if if we're being honest, making music and, and playing at this level is hard i mean you 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 have to pay for recording time and you have to you have to pay like to for travel and it's not like you're like you know uh getting gas money from someone like you're paying for that and yeah yeah you make money off certain shows and stuff like that but you know you have to grind you have to and i think that's the the side of the music 
world that not everyone really gets to see is that until you really are a, a major label band, you're you're really uh, uh, working very hard. Yep. And all right, we got time for one more question. We're gonna we awesome. have to load in for our show. And I'm already on my last question. What do you guys what have planned? A freaking <laughs> coincidence. Wiz- wizardry. Yeah. Yeah, I'd like to think of myself as a wizard, a wizard of sorts. Um, yeah. Okay. Cool. All us <laughs> three, I think that fits you. All three of us are, are are on the same page. Then good. What plans do you guys have in the works for you ne- for the new year? Any music videos, perhaps? Any new tours, maybe? We just did um, a photo shoot, and as we spoke about, we're releasing this EP January 11th, and after the release, it's really just going to be about. Uh, you know, pushing the music. So we're going to, we have uh, shows coming up that, that are not announced yet, but that will be announced shortly. And um, yeah, we would love to do a video for one of the songs and really just put together a package, like video, music, pictures, see what happens there. Um, but the main thing is just getting the music out to people so that we can make sure as many ears hear these songs as possible because we, we really put our heart and souls into it. And I think that, uh, we're really happy with with how this EP turned out, and um, but you know I think we're we're in a good we have a lot of momentum going right now mm-hmm. with songwriting and creating that. I think we're also pretty shortly going to try to get onto the next batch of songs and get more out. It's been a while since we really released a good cluster of of music, and um, you know might as well keep that going. I think people want to hear more. Yeah, I agree. It's it's you know. As we went through a lot of changes as a band, so it's been a year since we put out music. But now that everyone has been so patient, it won't take that long because we've really found our stride with each other, knowing you know how we work in the songwriting process, who needs space, who needs uh, you know help, who needs this, and and we've all like the three of us have become my god, like brothers and sisters isn't even the word. So. Uh, think that it's just going to keep flowing and rather than having people wait so long next time it's just going to keep coming awesome and i cannot wait and then first and i just want to thank you guys again for joining me helping me start season two of the podcast off i'm so excited to really get things forward in my own uh aspect because you know i was doing this a year ago with the solid lineup and of course like you said things changed and mm-hmm. i did it by myself for a bit and i kind of lost motivation after that but I, I said you know i gotta give it another shot because i feel like if i just give it another shot with the right people in my corner and just knowing that i have people that can really i can really count on to help carry this load and whatnot i feel like it can be a really great podcast and something to get more people to check out bands that they probably haven't heard of like you guys and i am so excited for not only my future but your guys's future and everything you guys have planned out for the year and thank you guys again for joining um where, where thank people- you for setting this up and for having us i mean this has been an absolute blast and from i mean this what 10 minutes we've spent with you i can tell that you're meant for this you're so well spoken and fun to talk to you 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 know you, it didn't feel like a forced conversation so we love you man we we wish the best for Aww, you too thank you we'll guys. see you in season three definitely oh, yeah or maybe again in season two hopefully Ooh. <laughs> oh where can the appearances <laughs> yes why not um where can people find you on social media so everything is six stories told. Um, 
and we have Facebook, Twitter, Instagram. Uh, we ha- we are on Spotify, YouTube, all that fun stuff. And actually, um, I don't know when this is going to be airing, but if you go to our social media right now, there's a link where you can pre-save the songs on Spotify. Um, that way, you know, rather than having to pay for them on iTunes, if you want to do that, that's great. But pre-save them on Spotify so that the second they come out, you can go listen to them. And if today's January 11th or later, then... Heck on you! Just, just just search six stories listen. told, and you can go listen on anywhere. Uh, stream it, purchase it, whatever you want to do. Indeed. And we're really interactive uh, with Twitter, Instagram, and everything. So feel free to reach out. We always we always answer. Awesome. Any any last minute shout outs before you guys have to go? Yeah, shout out to Tyler. Uh, <laughs> we love you, man. We love you, man. Sorry, sorry you couldn't make it. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> He's coming to the venue. We have a show tonight. He's just you know lingering <laughs> but shout out to you for having us uh shout out to ice cream netflix and that's pretty much it awesome <laughs> and all the sst fans who have been so patient and have followed us this long and and allowed us to take the time we needed because honestly without them this wouldn't be fun <laughs> that is definitely true and from everybody here at punk mouth radio from myself from everybody over at the Nerve Corps Network. Thank you guys again for tuning in for this second season of Punk Mouth Radio. I cannot wait to come back again with another awesome guest. And you probably may be meeting our new co-host. Thank you guys again. Here's to another great year of podcasts and music. And I look forward to hearing from you guys all again soon.